Happy day after Halloween. I hope you had a safe and wonderful time. Wow, it's been several weeks since the last podcast. Insanity is the only way to explain it. Our schedule has been really challenging lately. It took a couple of weeks to plan my international trip, then a couple of weeks on the trip, and then a couple more weeks just to catch up. At least I finally got the chance to travel halfway around the world, literally, to see the great team that I work with in Bangladesh. They've been able to produce over 300 educational videos, 175 podcasts, and a multitude of other educational financial content for Educounting and Money with Mac and G. If you remember, the second longest winning streak of any contestant on Jeopardy was brought down by the question, the only nation in the world whose name in English ends in an H, it's also one of the 10 most populous. Welcome to Bangladesh. And I got to see it firsthand. But first, we talk about money, right? First off, travel is expensive and it can be more so when traveling to a developing country. Have you ever wanted to travel to Europe, see the uh, Tour Eiffel in Paris or the Eiffel Tower or the other Big Ben in London? Well, it's a bit different from that. You have to watch the water, the food, where you walk, what you do, and a lot more. So let's start by pulling out the old yellow card. If you weren't aware of exactly what that is, it's literally a card that's yellow and has printing on it for your vaccinations. Most of you know I've traveled to over 30 countries for work, plus at least another 20 more just for fun. So my yellow card is over 25 years old. Wow, that seems like a lifetime ago. I was young, attractive, uh, healthy, strong, and all the other fun stuff. Okay, so how many vaccinations could be required to go to a place like Bangladesh? If I read it off the CDC website, you first have the routine older vaccinations most of us have already, which is chickenpox, diphtheria, tetanus, pertussis, or the shot known as DTaP, flu, measles, mumps, rubella, or the shot is known as MMR, polio, shingles, and then you've got the newer shots like COVID-19. Now, there are some extra shots and other vaccinations like cholera, hep A, hep B, a Japanese encephalitis, malaria, let's see what else we got, rabies, typhoid, and drumroll yellow fever. That's insane, right? The old shots I got a while ago as a kid are done, right? The DTaP, MMR, polio, etc. Many of the extras were over 25 years ago, and several last a lifetime. I even found out that yellow fever was originally only good for 10 years when I got it in 96. I needed an update this year, but I guess they found out that it really does really good for your entire life. Yay! Okay, I didn't do it on the cheap and went to a company near me. I think it's called Passport Health. They are experts on vaccinations, and for a consultation charge of 90 bucks, they'll run you through your entire itinerary and figure out what you're missing. Seriously, I did this back in 1996 when I did my HEPs and all my other updates. There were 10 shots moving between one arm and the other. Some hurt like a son of a gun. Yep, the HEP A vaccination takes two shots, the HEP B takes three, then malaria, typhoid, eye pole, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I needed a DTAP update this time and also a typhoid booster. Ouch. Not for the pain as much as those were pretty simple. And typhoid was over several days and they were just pills. I'm saying ouch because the total for the consultation and the vaccinations were $450. No, I could have done it cheaper, but time and expertise were non-negotiable and I had to get them done. If you plan and work with your doctor, you can order the vaccinations you need and make sure to take care of you. And I just didn't have the luxury because I was strapped for that time. I'm kind of always on my back of my heels. 
You don't need cholera, encephalitis, malaria, typhoid, or yellow fever in France. So those are costs you don't have to do when you're traveling to Western Europe. Oh yes, and there's always the extra medicine. You need to protect yourself, and in some places they call it Montezuma's Revenge, the runs, the trots, tourist flux, dysentery, or some other concatenation or change on that. Yep, it's that unformed stool or poop. Hey, in developing countries, those who are a bit more refined, we call it traveler's diarrhea. So a little Cipro, Imodium, and packs of rehydration are always a necessity. You really do not want to be stuck in a hotel room feeling like you want to die, making 25 trips to the bathroom an hour, and burning your undies as well as all the wonderful smells that go along with the epic, epic, epic experience. You do it once and you'll never want to do it again. So you need to add a few dollars for that too. Passport Health added $30 for a convenient pack with a valid prescription of Cipro, which kills what's in your tummy and intestine, and it's the real deal. Just pray it doesn't happen if you're not prepared or you'll be spending that extra money on toilet paper and possibly changing your tickets home if you can't make that 20-hour flight back to the U.S. Before going anywhere, you should look to find out any other requirements. For me, I had to also get a visa to go to Bangladesh. A visa is simply official permission to visit a foreign country. I think it's a way to charge someone to be allowed into the country. It happens a lot, and sometimes I've found you simply have to pay an entrance fee. Once again, as Americans, it's not necessary for most places in Western Europe for simple tourism. Longer stays, like when I was a student in France, required a student visa. But what I've found in the past is that Americans get the benefit of being treated slightly differently. It's not always good and it's not always bad. But in my experience, when money is involved and you're American, they all would like to see a few more George Washingtons in their hands. Okay, let me give you an example. I've seen countries charge Americans a bit more than citizens of other countries when paying an entry fee or getting a visa. Not always, but it did happen a pretty good amount of time. It's been a while, but let's take Bangladesh because it's fresh on my mind. The cost in U.S. dollars for an American to enter Bangladesh, no matter whether it's a single or multi-entry visa, is $160. But if you look at the other countries, and I mean all of them on the Bangladesh Embassy website, guess what? We're number one. We're number one. That's not a good thing. It means we get to pay the most expensive fee for our visa. Australia and New Zealand are next at 150 and then just eyeballing the rest, it probably averages out to around 30 bucks, with many countries not being charged a single penny. That's pretty weird, huh? If you add my health consultation... Shots, not counting the ones I already had that most Americans would have to get, I'm already $600 into the hole, and I haven't even left the States yet. And now, the mental cost of potentially getting traveler's diarrhea. Yay! Bring the extra wet wipes, too. So I started to wonder what this trip would be like. I've heard stories about India, which is the closest any of my friends had visited in that part of the world that might be similar to Bangladesh. I then asked myself what I would find and what about the differences related to money. Bangladesh is a developing country, so it has to be in some ways vastly different from many of the other countries I've visited in the past. 
Okay, time to do a little Google research. And I took the time for some background and comparisons. If you do a quick search on the internet and ask for facts on Bangladesh, it gave me some pretty interesting little tidbits. First, it was once called East Pakistan. It has the longest female-led government. The capital, Dhaka, is the most densely populated city on earth. Traffic is insane. It's the world's least livable city. And there are a lot of Bangladeshis who live outside of the country. These are some crazy facts. And I definitely want to highlight the money aspects of some of these items. So why don't you come back next week? I'll give you a bit more background before I take off on my trip. I find money in different countries particularly fascinating and help me to understand my own country better from a cultural and financial perspective. Plus, many times it made me really appreciate what I have. Then I'll give you some insights on the things I saw and witnessed when I was there. Until next time, thanks for being here and I'll see you next time for some more Money with Mac and G. Bye!